Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to our first official episode of Fostering Community. We're so excited to have everyone here. I am Kate. I'm the recruiter and advocate trainer for CASA McLennan County. We've got some great people here with us. We have Anna, the executive director of CASA. We've got Mike, one of our fabulous advocates who's been with us going on six years. And Chelsea, one of our advocate supervisors. Thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, Anna, do you want to give us a little bit about what CASA is? CASA is Court Appointed Special Advocates, and we recruit, train, and support volunteers from our own community, and they volunteer their time to advocate for the safety and best interest of children in foster care in our county. So these are just community individuals from all walks of life that are giving of their time for these kids that have been pulled into foster care through no fault of their own. So the kids we serve are thrown into a pretty chaotic time in their life and have experienced some trauma due to abuse or neglect. So these adult volunteers come alongside them during that time. They get to know the child or siblings, the family, other professionals involved in the situation, like therapists, teachers, caseworkers, attorneys. There's a whole bunch of people involved. And then our volunteers ultimately make recommendations to the judge in the courtroom regarding that child. We try to make sure their needs are being met while they're in foster care and so then ultimately we walk alongside these kids as we seek permanency for them. Uh, our CASA advocates are supported by our staff members who are social workers or child welfare experts. So our volunteers don't have to be, but they get really good support from our staff via an advocate supervisor. Yeah, awesome. It's really great. Um, I think one of the things I've found is that a lot of people just aren't aware of what CASA does and what our role is um, in court and in child welfare, but it's a really great way to make a difference in a child's life and anyone can do it, which I think is the best part. Um, speaking of anyone, we have Mike here. Uh, Mike, tell us what brought you to CASA. Well, actually, uh, I didn't really know very much about it. I was just attending church on a Sunday and uh, the table where they had the name tags and all that type of stuff. There were some either book markers or something about CASA, and, and I think I'd seen billboards and, you know, didn't know exactly what it was. Curious, it had a number, and uh, I knew it was with youth, which was uh, related to some of the volunteer work that I'd done in the past, so I just called the number that was on it, which was a local number, and uh, it was the recruiter, I guess, before you, and set up a appointment to meet her and found out more about it and thought it might be a fit, so I gave it a try. I went through the training. Next thing you know, I was assigned a case. Yeah, and then you never left. So what keeps you in this role? Why do you keep advocating? Uh, well, I would say uh, the first case I had, it ran a little long, uh, maybe almost two years, but it had a, a really, really, really good outcome. So, you know, I never really felt like I was doing anything special, and but just with the outcome with the young man that uh, I advocated for that first two years, things really went went, uh, went well, which was kind of a sign to me that maybe this was a good fit. So got another case and just kept on going. And and, and also, you know, I learned that there really is a need and, and uh, just thought that uh, I might be able to fill it. 
Yeah, great. There is definitely a huge need. Uh, so that kind of brings me to what has been the most rewarding part and what would you say has been the most challenging? Uh, rewarding, I would say definitely would be the outcome because, uh, you know, you, you spend some time and uh, you just see good results. Uh, with the first uh, young man I had, he, he was asked by some people, you know, what Casa meant to him, and, and I would have never asked him that, right? right? So I got to hear his explanation and how important the time spent was, and I thought, whoa, you know, you, you don't think that doing the things you do would make that big of an impact, but then right. when you hear and you see the results, you think, well, this is, this is really worthwhile. Challenging? Well, number one, I would say working with kids can be <laughs> challenging. Working with uh, a lot of times splintered, fractured families can mm -hmm. can be challenging and uh there's parts of it that uh you know court reports and things like that that can get a little dicey but usually when it was if there's a task that's difficult that's where the supervisors come in and can help you through the through getting over some of the things that may be a little bit challenging to you Great. Well, I'm glad you brought up the supervisors. That kind of bridges me to our next thing. Um, so we mentioned that we support our staff whenever after they go through the training. We pair them up with a team member. Uh, we have Chelsea here. Chelsea, do you want to tell us a little bit about your role and how you came into CASA? Yeah, so my name is Chelsea, and um, my background is a master's in social work with a specialization in children and families. After I graduated, I did not work with children and families. And so um, coming on to CASA was really a blessing to be able to put my, my knowledge to use with children and and get kind of back to where I really wanted to be. So I got hired on at CASA in November of 2018. And um, basically what I do as an advocate supervisor is just kind of walk alongside our advocates. Um, you know, we choose everyday citizens who don't necessarily have a background um, in child welfare or social services. And I kind of just help them navigate the different systems and roles and um, challenges that they face. Great. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a really helpful part. I think some of the intimidating part of getting into a role like this is you feel like you may not be qualified or able to do it, but the awesome part is that we have people like you. So what are some major ways that you support our advocates? So um, really just navigating the court system and all of the parties that are involved in uh, the child welfare process. Um, we have different professionals, um, attorney ad litems, CPS workers, um, mental health professionals, doctors, uh, educators, and so just really helping the advocates to figure out who those people are and what roles they play and just navigating through the whole system. And then also um, I help them with writing court reports. I do the submission of the court reports as well. So I read through the court report and edit it as necessary so that it's something that can be presented to the court and be effective in what we're trying to say. Great. That's really helpful. And I think that when advocates come into this role, part of the thing that they're intimidated about is the court report writing. Um, and it's such a bulk of our work, right? Like that's how we make our recommendations to the court. It's how you legally advocate for these children. Mike, were you first intimidated whenever you came on and they told you had to write a court report? Not when they told me I had to write one. When <laughs> I actually wrote one, I was right. intimidated. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, I've had several supervisors, and they've all been very helpful. And when they make some changes, point out some changes, then become more clear to you, and you you do get a little better at it. But it's for the average person, it's, it's not anything that you're really used to. Right, it's a little intimidating. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, what's been something really neat seeing um, your advocates grow? Like, what's a way that you've seen throughout the case? You know, you kind of watch them blossom. They come in and they're kind of unsure. What's been the most rewarding part of that? 
So two things. Um, first of all, court report writing. That first one that <laughs> everyone writes is always a little uh, struggle for them. And mm-hmm. then as they walk through the different court hearings, um, it's really nice to see them progress and, and kind of learn what should be said and shouldn't be said. Um, another thing I really like about my role and conversations with advocates is just kind of um, rethinking our values and um, what fits for each child and that each child is an individual and each situation is so unique um, and just kind of helping them view things through a different lens sometimes. Um, There's been a lot of situations where we've kind of had to walk through sticky situations um, and they have to view it through a different view. Yeah, I imagine there are a lot of sticky situations, if you will, when you're in this kind of work and every family is different and every child is different. Mike, having been on multiple cases, um, what are some differences you've seen with the families that you've worked with? Uh, well, it, the situations can be different. Sometimes it's uh, the the parents are not meeting their roles and, and the child's taken uh, out because of, uh, you know, they're not providing proper care. There could be uh, addictions, drug problems in the family where they're and then there's also times where I had one where the parents said that the child was, they felt that the child was a threat and they had him mm. removed. So there's different circumstances on mm-hmm. um, why the child is removed. That's probably the main thing. Yeah. Wow. Well, interesting that you've gotten to see all these different things and uh, that's why they call you a superstar, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Chelsea, if you had any advice to people who are looking to get involved and thinking about being an advocate, what would it be? Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. That's it. We're Nike. Do it. (laughs) Um, No, I really would just suggest uh, looking into it and maybe this is for you and maybe it isn't for you, but we really love for you to just come get more information and let's see if it's something that you would want to navigate with us. Yeah. And Mike, what about you? Well, if if I was someone was going to ask me, they were thinking about being a casa. I would say uh, number one, uh, go slow, take it easy, don't expect too much, give yourself time because you know there's different types of volunteer work. Some of it's a little more cut and dried. This this doesn't. It's not like a cookie cutter type thing where mm-hmm. you're going to pick up trash on the highway. Hey, when the trash is gone, I'm finished. <laughs> right. I mean, this it's a little more entailed. So you give yourself mm-hmm. time. Don't be too hard on yourself. Like, like I said, that first case, if you would have asked me six months through it, if I was making a difference, I might have said, I don't know. I don't think mm-hmm. I am. But then stuck with it long enough to find out it did make a difference. So you got to you gotta give yourself some time because it's not really a, just a simple, simple job. You'll, you'll get right. better at it as you go along and, and get more familiar with different cases. So I'd say give yourself some, some time and some leeway and don't judge yourself too much in the beginning. That's some really great advice. I hope y'all take it to heart. And I think that's a good point. You know, it's not change doesn't happen overnight. And with something like this, everyone is so different and every case is so different that you can't expect it to just be fixed or done or finished, whatever it may be. Um, So I I will kind of use this as a call to action. I want everyone to know we haven't really talked about numbers, but to give you an idea, we currently have about 700 children in foster care here in McLennan County. Um, CASA's mission is a CASA for every child. Um, We are able to serve about 180 of these kids, but needless to say, it's a pretty large gap. So I really encourage you, whether you're in our community or not, uh, CASA is a statewide and nationwide program, so there's one near you. Um, Definitely look us up. If you're in Texas, go to becomeacasa.org. And if you're here in our county, please reach out. If you're not in our county, reach out to whatever is nearest you. These kids really need an advocate and someone to speak up for them. Um, So our ask of you is, will you be their voice? Yes, definitely. (laughs) I will. Continue. (laughs) Thank you.